Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. Right now, financing at $4,250 total cash allowance on the purchase of select 2020 Jeep Compass Limited models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Compass Limited models as of 3-3-2020 while dealer stock lasts. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are here. It is Excuse Me, and it's time to get excited and inspired because we've got a big one this time out. Vicky Guerrero in the house. Jerry, excuse me. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm standing right here. It's okay. <laughs> How are you this week? Oh, I'm good, and I'm, I'm about to be better because it's a bit of a different show for us this week. We're going to talk to someone not just here to tell stories and relive the past, but someone who's going to actually, I, I don't know, I mean, I'm expecting some, some uplifting, quite frankly. I am waiting for it. You know, yeah, Jerry, I mean, I feel the same way. Our guest this week is a female who has not let anything hold her back from being an inspiration and an encouragement uh, to other, other, not only women, but everyone that, that's watching her. It's Bethany Hamilton. Uh, she's a professional surfer, a mom, uh, a wife, and she's, uh, her new uh, episode, Unstoppable, is just quite the inspiration story. What a great interview we had with her. That everybody knows and is her. Yeah, I mean, documentary about her you saw her last all the way finals of uh, a season of amazing several years ago she's been everywhere telling and sharing her story losing her arm at the age of 13 and you know skater uh not skater it's surfboarders surfers that's like those things but she has no such qualms about it. She is one of the bravest, most courageous, and most talented surfers in the world. And uh, she's a pretty cool, pretty cool lady to boot. Yeah, just nothing but determination, strength, and willpower just defines who Bethany is. Yeah, absolutely. Always a smile on her face, and we can't wait to uh, get a dose of her positivity here on Excuse Me. Of course, you guys can get a dose of us each and every week. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to our show so you can hear us 
first. Every time we drop an episode, you could do it on Apple, iTunes. You could do it on Google. You could do it on Spreaker, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Come get some of us and make sure that you reach out to us. We want to hear your comments, your questions, uh, any of your thoughts. You can get at us at excusemevicky at outlook.com. Can't wait to hear from you. That's right, Jerry. So let's all take a listen to Bethany's episode and let's get inspired together. We are off and running this week on Excuse Me. And people, it's time to get inspired because we are on the line with uh, one of those people who we've seen do amazing things in her life. We've kind of watched her grow up over the years and continue to inspire us and maybe help us grow up a little bit as well, quite frankly. Uh, Bethany Hamilton, so happy to have you on the show this week. Thank you. Glad to be here. I mean, Bethany, you are such an inspiration. I, I watched your movie, Unstoppable, and I was crying because you're, you're such a strong woman. I mean, I, I'm, I'm speechless at... Last night when I finished watching it, I just sat speechless because you have done so much and what an inspiration to you uh, are to others and to myself because I'm just, I'm so honored you're on our show today. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm just trying to live my best life, so. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I'm sorry, Vicki. I have a big question for, for Beth, Bethany, if that's okay. And it, it totally relates to what you just said. Right off the bat, I feel like you probably hear things like that, like what Vicky just said, all day, every day, because everyone is so inspired by you, and it's so wonderful, but from your perspective, living that life every day, being the role model, a role model to the world, essentially, what kind of pressure do you feel on a day-to-day basis? Because, I mean, I have a hard enough time just trying to be a good person in front of my kids when I'm in the room with them, but you've got, like, a whole world watching you all the time. Well, talk about honesty. Like, I think parenthood definitely puts us in our place and challenges uh, challenges us from minute to minute. So now being a mother of two, I, um, I feel that, like, constant day-to-day challenge of just – yeah, living out, you know, you're the role model for your children. So, um, but I mean, for me, it started when I was 13. Um, I was basically really world renowned immediately after the loss of my arm. And so, yeah, it took some time to kind of like, I don't know, it's weird. Like Vicky said in my documentary, um, I just released Unstoppable and I share in that how it's crazy. You see my 13 year old self, like already embrace <laughs> my 13 year old self already embracing like the fact that, wow, maybe I'll be able to inspire people through my story. And, you know, I didn't know what that would look like at that time. And sometimes I don't know what it will look like on a day to day basis. But um, I think I just kind of embrace that beauty of being able to encourage other people in their journey. And I think that has helped me um, come to live the life that I live and I'm thankful because you know I look at my children now and I'm like I want them to look up to cool people and <laughs> so, um, and like have like rad people that kind of like be a reminder for them when they go through tough times so and the fact is we all go through tough times and we need like 
you know, as strong as I may seem, like, of course, there's days when I don't feel strong, and I need someone else there to encourage me or inspire me, so, um, yeah, I'm just thankful to be in the place that I'm at, and most of all, I'm just compelled to live life um, the best I can, just because I love doing what I do, and I love that I'm able to encourage people, and live a life of faith and spend so much time in the ocean and challenging myself to be the best athlete and mom and wife that I can be and friend. Yeah. You know what I loved about your movie, Bethany, was that you're just, you put your whole heart out there and you were honest. You know, you talk about um, when you found that you're pregnant and you had these doubts, you know, that you were questioning the timing of your pregnancy, that you had so much more to do, and that you were questioning if you could handle being a mother. And I think that's such a raw feeling. And, and I just got attracted to that because with me having two girls, you question it. And, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a thought that everyone goes through and you're just, you put your honest feelings out there. And I admire you for that because, you know, having our faith in Christ and, and being real, we have to be real with ourselves first. And I think that when you portray that to everyone else, it just showed, you know, that you're just, you're just trying to do the best that you can and we're all human. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of moms face that feeling of like, oh, I'm not ready. Like, I don't want to be a mom. And it was like kind of betraying how I always felt. Like I always knew I was going to like love motherhood. And that was something I really looked forward to. But then all of a sudden it was upon me and I'm like, oh, (laughs) like this is not the plan I want. (laughs) but I quickly realized that God's plan is better than my own and um yeah I really wouldn't want it any other way and even the timing seems so perfect in looking back and I just I'm happy to be a somewhat young mom um (laughs) so tiring (laughs) well you know and I think that even though we question it as we're pregnant but then we question it even more when the kids are crying and the house is yeah. a wreck. You're like, wait, now, I, now I'm really thinking about this hard. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then all those questions are like, like disappear when like they are so beautiful. And so like they surprise you with a kiss or a hug or do something adorable. And yeah. I think that's just life. Like, you know, relationships are always going through ups and downs and even the parent um, child role, like that still yet has its ups and downs. And, um, but it's also like the most amazing thing that like life can give us, I think, and that God has given us. Yeah. I mean, I have a, a 29 and a 24 year old and they don't go away. They always come home. <laughs> Well, you're lucky, I think. Uh, you have a lot. It's 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 a great it's a great experience because you know I was a young mom too, so you get to grow up with them, and you're just yeah. this is awesome. I mean, you get to experience everything with them, so this is a, a great testimony to your story. Uh, thank you, Jerry. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, you know, you have such a great perspective on everything, Bethany. That's why you know we want to hear your story and we want to hear you speak and we we all come to you at this point in life for inspiration do you think that living in Hawaii as you do being somewhat kind of removed from the hustle and bustle of you know maybe I I have to imagine at some point there was a lure 
to move to New York or move closer to LA or be more involved as a celebrity personality because everybody <laughs> knows you, but uh -huh. kind of staying away from it a little bit, has that maintained your perspective? Oh, um, you're talking to a mermaid, so I was definitely never lured to, <laughs> to the city. Um, I mean, the thought occurred to live in California, like Southern somewhere, but um, I'm just such an island girl at heart, and I found that, like, coming home is always part of, like, my regrounding, like, the hustle and bustle when I travel and, like, just, you know, we travel a lot, like, at least um, four months a year, yeah. so... Um, and at times I've traveled as much as like six months a year. So yeah, I've learned that coming home is definitely my place of like rejuvenation and grounding and um, yeah, a place to just refresh myself in the ocean too. And so I've always kind of like kept pretty close to home and um, yeah, growing up here, I think too, like the world of fame never really got to my head because you know, I was like, well, I know everyone here on Kauai and well, not everyone, but like, it's a small town sort of yeah. a feel. So, you know, pretty much everyone. And yeah, everyone kind of treated me the same as I grew up and um, yeah, just being close to my family too. And yeah, I'm thankful to have traveled, but like, I, <laughs> I like simple island life. And every time I go to the city, it definitely has a feeling of like, oh, I can't last more than three days. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not been to Hawaii, um, but it sounds like a wonderful place. But but at the same time, you know, it, it's interesting because I think, I don't know about you, Vicki, I think it would take some adjusting to be in that spot where you are kind of removed. Um, so many of us are so uh, addicted to the pace of life around us. Um, and, and that's why people think of Hawaii as a vacation spot but so few of us actually make that move to live there. But I mean, Bethany certainly understands and has grown up with that lifestyle and just kind of embodying that. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people who move out here don't last and it is a really high, like it's really expensive living too. So it can be really tough in that way. And just finding like the appropriate jobs for a lot of people is really hard. Um, but yeah, I think growing up here, I've just always been used to it. So I feel like I almost have the opposite of someone who's used to the city. Like when I go to the city, I feel more like, ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, definitely um, I, that's one thing I've kind of like encouraged a lot of my, you know, I have like a little following, so to say, and I'm always like trying to encourage people like slow yourself down because I just don't think like city life is like the fat like overly fast-paced life is like it's overrated <laughs> yeah I just I think it can draw away from like the beauty of relationships and um just kind of like overrule our life in a way that like leads us to just feel a lot of overwhelm like there's so many young people that are just struggling with their identity and they are filled with anxiety and I think it has a lot to do with just how fast-paced life is and social media's um, influence and yeah there's just so many things I think we need to raise our young people up to like be aware of at least and to kind of um, have a healthy relationship with these different things that can kind of pull at our life too much.
Yeah, I, I've been to Maui three times. And the first time I took my girls after my husband passed away and we went for like 10 days. And, you know, it's, not, it's different from a regular vacation like to New York or to California or a theme park because there's something always to do. And for me and the girls just to sit on the beach every day and I mean, Jerry, the beaches are just, it's heaven and it's paradise. And it's such a, a low speed of life there. And we did the road to Hana and just to have the girls go explore and see the beautiful waterfalls and, and the food that we got to eat. It's really just um, a humbling experience because there are places in the world that are slowed and they're relaxing and they just kind of bring you back to where you need to kind of find your meditation and your, and your serenity, you know, just to kind of forget everything that you left. And then when you come back home, you're like, wait, where's Maui again? Cause I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I'm from New Jersey. So going down to the Jersey shore, um, <laughs> not quite the same effect. So yeah. that sounds really nice. <laughs> My dad's from New Jersey, so I've spent a bit of time down there. Though he's from Atlantic City, or just south of it, um, Ocean City, so it's okay. pretty slow paced down there, and um, it's a sweet little area. I like going down there. You know, Bethany, in your in your movie Unstoppable, you, your parents are on there, and your brothers, and you show your team of um, let's see, was it a DJ? Is it? DK, this is your safety team, correct? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in your your village, so to speak, of everyone that supported you and, and just all your encounters, it's pretty incredible how, you know, your dad never took a second thought to, you know, helping you, you know, go back to your dream of going back into surfing again. And I just love the support that you had and how it showed in your film. Um, explain a little bit, you know, is your dad like always there with the kids? I mean, is he still like just in the, in, in your life, you know, all the time? Oh yeah. My mom and dad are always popping in, surprising us at home. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey dad, oh, you're here. <laughs> um, yeah, he's amazing though. Um, my dad, yeah, both my parents, like, yeah, they always just invested so much time in myself and my brothers and just, you know, especially once they started to see my like, passion and um skill set in the ocean they really um just cheered me on and they saw it as a healthy environment for me so they always got me to the beach and and then as they saw that wow she actually has like uh, an Im immense amount of potential they um yeah they just kind of started to like help me um set my goals and reach towards a professional career but then when I lost my arm it was a bit of chaos but then yeah, my dad was all for me learning to surf with one arm, and my mom was kind of the opposite. She's like, oh, I don't know, she doesn't need to, like, yeah, <laughs> it's not possible. So it just does this show, like, there's just different mindsets in life, and um, I kind of naturally had that optimism towards, yeah, figuring things out with one arm, and you know, eventually my mom jumped on the bandwagon, too, and she was super stoked for me, but uh, my dad just saw that like kind of fire in me to do it and like I mean obviously I didn't know I'd become a professional surfer let alone like maybe considered one of the best female surfers of my time but um yeah they just have always had that amazing kind of balance of support and um yeah just being alongside of me and I'm thankful I like I live 10 minutes from all my <laughs> 
No, it's pretty cool. I have a lot of nephews and a couple of nieces. So we uh, have a little posse eventually one day. Uh, next generation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love your positivity in your movie. Uh, when they asked if you would uh, surf again and you said, I don't think I know. And that was when that, I mean, you're just a little girl when you said that. And that just, that, just took a lot of, um, gosh, it just kind of humbled me because you had so much wisdom when you were that young to know what you really wanted and you weren't going to let anything defeat you. And I just, I admire you for that. And I wish a lot of kids, I hope that they see your movie because there's so much possibility when you're young. It's not about video games and, you know, the kids, like you said, they're so troubled, you know, with social media and peer pressure that this is such a great film for them to learn a lesson, you know, about determination and hard work. Yeah, thank you. I know, um, you know, when we first set out to make Unstoppable, my documentary, I, we actually had set out to make a short film, like just a 10, min 10 minute short film of me pushing myself in the ocean and pushing women surfing and just, yeah, seeking after all my goals. And then we kind of were like, well, I feel like so much of my story has not been told. As, as amazing as I loved Soul Surfer, it was just not the real Bethany. And it missed, it missed a lot of like my triumphs and, and um, just the things I'd accomplished in the ocean in particular. So I was like, okay, you guys can make a documentary, whatever. Um, I'll just roll with it. And now, now that all has been said and done, um, I just feel really excited to inspire young people, especially. I just have a heart for teenagers, especially American, <laughs> American youth in particular, really. Um, I just see this kind of like need for inspiration for our young people to push through tough times and Definitely. to change their dreams and to live life positively. So thank you. I love hearing that because um, just knowing that all our hard work and effort and um, making this film because it was just like my husband, myself and our director and producer, like a really small team. And eventually we brought in some editors, but, you know, we are a pretty small team putting together this film and Aaron Lieber, um, the director, just did such an incredible job capturing my story. And yeah, I just really hope that a lot of people will be encouraged and inspired. <laughs> No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or driving that special car, or opening that business. Unfortunately, you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. That's awesome. Now, Jerry, you have a you have a uh, a commonplace with Bethany because of your brother, correct? 
Yeah, actually. And this is, <laughs> this is the first time that I came to know of you, Bethany, from uh, The Amazing Race, which oh, yeah. you went all the way to third place for. And I, I'd never seen the show before, but I did watch that entire season because you competed against my brother. So, no way! Yeah, he was um, he, uh, the, the wrestlers was the team. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love them. They always have me laughing like all day every day. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, it was amazing to watch because being being kind of around him or whatever, you know, obviously you guys go out and you film the show. Um and then everyone comes back and no one's allowed to talk about what happened. It's like one of those yeah. parties that went on too late at night and nobody wants to talk <laughs> about it anymore. Um so it, we're literally just waiting and waiting till the show finally airs and still not knowing when anybody is being eliminated. So it's still like this very like live in the moment, week to week thing of watching you yeah. guys just go all over the place. But the thing that was so cool about you, Bethany, is that you, you and your husband, to my recollection, one of those teams never complained no issues, all positivity, and it just seemed to drive you guys throughout the entire thing. Was it was it easy to maintain that attitude for those types of challenges? Oh my gosh, uh, that was so challenging, um, but so much fun. And yeah, my husband Adam and I, it was less than a year after we got married, so it was kind of like our second honeymoon, so to say, so really put <laughs> relationship up to the test um wow. <laughs> but going into it we kind of knew it was like this type of scenarios that would put stress on your relationship if you didn't kind of like work well together so that was one of our goals more than winning was to just um you know love each other well while we were racing and we managed to pull it off mostly like there was a couple heated moments like Adam lost our clue at one point, so we were we had no clue and we knew nowhere to go, and we were in the middle of the Philippines like uh, flea market, so it was like just the oh, most. Oh God! <laughs> um, but somehow we managed to get through that moment. Like I think we saw another team or something that kind of like we just ended up following them. <laughs> um, so that was crazy, and I really think we would have won if. Um, like okay so we got to the finale sorry if i'm like spoiling it for people but <laughs> no, no, go ahead. we got to the finale <laughs> and we were in the lead but so there was the last two challenges of the entire race um one was like a stunt challenge that like was very up my alley um as far as like my skill sets but it was also up, up my husband's alley and i had gotten to do like a bunch of the fun challenges and so i was like oh hun you take this one but then we got to the last challenge and they were like, whoever did the challenge before, the other person has to do this challenge. And it was like my weak zones. Like I'm really bad with memory. And it was like the scavenger hunt through all these different, um, uh, what do you call those? Shipping containers. And you had to like memorize <laughs> numbers. It was like my worst nightmare. I got to the challenge. I was like, okay, hon, we probably won't win. Like my goal here is to just finish the race. And so we finished third and it was so hard, but yeah, it was a really fun learning experience. And another thing they don't show on the race is like, 
we are always hungry, like the entire race. And you know how everyone functions when they're hungry. You're a bit hangry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but somehow we pushed past the hanger and um, survived. And like, it was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> there had to have been at least one point during the amazing race where you said, Adam, if you love me, do this. <laughs> well... No, Come on, I mean, woman to woman, Bethany. You can be honest. Just me and you right now. Just me and you. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, probably our worst leg, which they didn't edit in how bad our leg was in the show, but, like, we were in Copenhagen, and we were so lost, like, the whole time. And we went from being, like, third in third place to like almost last we barely like made the made the leg and it ended up being like a drunk american who finally gave us the appropriate directions that we needed to get to like <laughs> to the very end so that was bizarre um but we survived the leg and got through it and um I mean, I would just say we were both pretty stressed, but I like, yeah, we got through it. But <laughs> yeah, the signing, I was like, wow, America actually does have pretty good signs, even though sometimes <laughs> we may complain. But like Copenhagen, they like hide the signs so you can't see them. So <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> you not fair. Find your way around the streets. <laughs> How funny. The thing I always was curious about on that show that they never showed enough of, I would watch a whole show just about what happened if you guys were all racing to an airport to make it to a plane and you know the adrenaline is flowing competitive fires are firing away everyone you know you're in mode to to destroy each other at this point it's competition yeah. <laughs> and now you're getting on the now you're stopped you're getting on a plane you're not showered you're sweaty and maybe there's like a, a five-hour situation where now you just all have to sit together. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we became friends behind the scenes. Well, some of us did. Not everyone, I guess. <laughs> but, but, yeah, we, we would end up hanging out with everyone. So, yeah. And there were some moments, like, the girls who ended up winning the race, at one point, I, lo I lost my shoes, like, the very first leg, and shoes were pretty essential for the race. And one of the teams, like, randomly had, like, three pairs of shoes, one of the girls. So she gave me one of her pairs, which was probably nice for her, because her bag was probably way too heavy. <laughs> um, so I was thankful. There was some camaraderie here and there, and we were kind of, like, supporting each other, but very competitive, and kind of, like, maybe a few stubs in the back here and there from different teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was interesting, just kind of like, you know, a lot of, sometimes it was hurry up and wait. And then other times it was like sprint for your life. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, do you have anything you want to, before I was going to go to something else, but uh, do you have any other questions for her? No, I mean, there's so much to cover. I know. I know. I want to make sure that I have enough time. Um, so Bethany, you did travel quite a bit for The Amazing Race, but in, in your film, uh, Unstoppable, you talk about uh, hitting different waves, which is in Bali for your aerial, uh, Tahiti for the barrel, and then you talk about Jaws, which is in Hawaii. Yeah. Can, can you describe, now they showed a shot of you uh, sitting on the jet ski, and you're watching this wave called Jaws behind you, and you had some apprehension because you're like, 
I want to look at it, but then I don't because I don't want to get angry. Yeah. Can you, I mean, this is just fascinating to me because I like waves in the ocean. I love to jet ski. I love to go on cruises. Like it, it just, it's my happy place. But you're talking about an 80 foot wave. <laughs> so describe to me, what is it that it sounds like? What are, what are you thinking when you're looking at this wave and you want to catch the next one that comes around? Yeah, it's big wave surfing is no joke. And so to kind of give everyone a visual picture, um, Jaws is one of the most world renowned waves for its power and size. It's very big and very powerful when the right swells um, hit the hit the reef there. And so I had always had a fascination with bigger surf and pushing myself to like surf kind of scary waves. I think there's something behind the adrenaline rush and the challenge of it. And just ever since I was a young girl and maybe trying to keep up with my older brothers and my parents <laughs> were all like bit chargers of decent sized waves. Um, but yeah, so Jaws is just, it's world renowned, especially in the surf community. And yeah, the wave is so powerful and huge and just really daunting. Like for most people, like probably the scariest moment you've ever felt in your life is like that times 10 when you're out there looking at that wave and just knowing like the consequences that can be at stake. But yeah, for me, like it was always a kind of a dream to surf these huge waves. And, you know, growing up, I would go and get like pounded and tumbled in the ocean just for fun and I always would practice holding my breath ever since I was like seven years old um it was just like what we did for fun and so as I grew up like I've like just trained my body and my mind and my um skill set to be ready for a moment like that and so yeah, I just kind of was like in a season of chasing my dreams and that was one of them. So I just went for it and yeah, just had an incredible day out there and, and a couple of really incredible days actually. But um, yeah, it's such an honor to be able to surf such an incredible <laughs> wave and yeah, to put myself to the test. How often does Jaws occur in Hawaii? I mean, is it a certain season or... I didn't get the explanation in the in the documentary. Is it like an everyday thing that this that this occurs? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a winter seasonal wave, and um, it takes certain swells. So I wouldn't say it's very rare, but um, yeah, there's only so many days of the year that it's it's working and it's doing its thing. So. Yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of surfers who just kind of live um, nearby that wave and, and just wait for that wave to get good. Well, how high does that wave get? Um, I know or there's guys that have surfed as big as, like, say, maybe 70 foot. Um, I know you mentioned 80 foot, but... I was like, well, it seemed like 100 feet to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my waves probably measured out to be closer to 40 feet, which is still crazy big. Like it's as big as a house or oh. a, a large house. Yeah. And could probably break a large house too if it broke on top of it. Wow. Um, so it's pretty crazy. But yeah, like you said, I had like an incredible safety team and went into it pretty prepared it, or very prepared. And yeah, all the preparation kind of helps the mind be strong and 
yeah, so. <laughs> I, oh, I saw also that um, you, you uh, called the weather guy and he tells you when these swells are going to happen. And even uh, Adam had said on, on the documentary, he goes, I guess we're leaving tomorrow because it was that quick of a trip to try and take advantage of these different waves. So that's, I guess you got to be ready for whenever it's going to happen, be spontaneous, correct? Yeah, that's how surfing is when you're really wanting to hunt like the best of the best waves. You kind of have to be on call and um, ready to go for when the ocean like comes alive. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely special days that you're waiting for and waiting for. And um, yeah, so you kind of have to, it's like, you know, you think of all the different sports and professional athletes, like surfers just have to be ready all the time, pretty much for whenever you swell. So you're constantly kind of training and keeping your body and mind prepared and um, just ready to go. <laughs> so Bethany, you have an incredible website that I'm very impressed with. It's called uh, BethanyHamilton.com. And this it's so beautifully laid out i mean i love how you have recipes uh you have a section called bu and it's just i love how you incorporate your faith and um the, of course the unstoppable message that you have and then you have a place to, for people to journal and uh, that's that's um just it hits home to me because you're just so down to earth and you're trying these small steps to get people to find their vision and I think that's um how did you come out with that with having a journal on your website yeah so I'd say like the last 10 years um you know I've grown and learned a lot and um I think just it also like my inspiration for my website and my online course that I invite people to be a part of the unstoppable year um it stemmed from kind of a love hate from social media and like wanting to be a light, but, and like an encouragement to people, but also knowing that social, like there's so much dark and um, kind of dark places there. And it leads to people to kind of um, feel overwhelmed and discouraged and kind of hate on themselves or just kind of get lost and staring at everyone else's lives versus living out their own lives. And so I wanted to create a safe place and a place of inspiration and encouragement and, but beyond that to equip, equip people to live out their best lives and to live unstoppable. That's so awesome. yeah, it's just been kind of a passion project that I started about four or five years ago now. And um, yeah, we just went for it. And with the help of Adam, my husband and my, my team, um, we've just been able to create something that's really special and, yeah, it's been so exciting to like just see people being really uplifted and encouraged and really truly equipped versus just kind of like scrolling through the feed. Um, yeah. Have you, have you uh, ever thought about going on the Food Network because your recipes look really <sighs> delicious? <laughs> um, you know, I always dreamed of doing that show Chopped, though I think I would totally fail. Why? Um, because I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not well-rounded in the kitchen, but I have fun. And I love just cooking healthy meals for my husband and my boys and myself. Um, but it's funny. I'm, I'm going to be turning 30 this February. And um, my friends and I are going to do a little, like, cooking competition for my birthday party. 
like, got to do something extra fun and extra special. So we're going to do a little like home chopped. So my husband's going to go out and buy random ingredients and like put them in the baskets and then. Oh, that's funny. We got to create something really yummy. So that's what I have to look forward to. So I got to study how to cook meat because I like Adam's always doing the meat. And so I'm more like good with vegetables and sauces and dips and whatnot. That's (laughs) awesome. But yeah, I have a lot of fun. And like as a professional athlete, I really care about my health. And even beyond that, as just like wanting to feel energetic as a mom and, um, yeah, just live a long, healthy life. Um, I've learned to just kind of take care of myself. And a lot of that has to do with diet. So just kind of do most of the eating at home and cook our own food. And um, we love it. We love it. So. And I also love how uh, you incorporate your, your fitness goals, eating healthy, and also you make it earth friendly. You talk about the environment and making yeah. uh, conscious decisions on, you know, using uh don't use plastics, you know, and to save, you know, the environment. I think that's just so incredible that with you being, you know, part of this, you know, profession of surfing, you're the first one that would testify that of all the garbage you probably see on the beaches and oh, in the water. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I go surfing and a lot, almost every time I come in, I'm picking up trash on my way out. So it's really sad to see. And um, all you have to do is Google search on the internet, like, trash islands out in the ocean and there's like huge masses of trash out in the ocean and if we don't make a change by 2050 there will be more plastic trash in the ocean than fish so it's it's a huge issue that really needs to be tackled by us as individuals but also by our world leaders and governments because um it's crazy and and we depend on the health of the ocean. I mean, algae in the ocean creates, uh, produces more oxygen than I think almost anything on the earth. So yeah, it's a, it's a real life issue that needs to be dealt with. So I'm, I'm all for like encouraging people to just live out more environmentally friendly lives and yeah, start saying no to plastic as consumers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jerry, do you have anything before we give her the, the funny question of the day? <laughs> no, I want to. I want to hear the question. Actually, this this should be good. Well, I I want to bring this to Bethany because me and Jerry had this conflict of interest about uh, cereal, and if it was, you know, <sighs> if you uh, first it was, do you think cereal is soup? You know, and then me and Jerry have very strong opinions that uh, about pouring the milk first and then the cereal, or do you put your cereal in the bowl first and then pour oh the milk? Oh my goodness, I've never heard of pouring the milk first. That's weird. Thank oh, you. come on, Bethany. Thank you. <laughs> oh, girl, I thought we were one-on-one on this interview. Sorry, I'm, I'm a part of the cereal first. Though in our household, we rarely eat cereal. But if you must know, my favorite cereal is Panda Puffs. They're like peanut butter. Like, they're like the all-natural peanut butter puffs. <laughs> oh, my um, but yeah, I eat them maybe once a year as like my birthday treat or something. <laughs> Well, my, my theory on, on cereal is that we, if you pour the cereal first and then, you know, pour the milk, the milk goes all over the place because it's just splattering all over the countertop and it just, it's my pet peeve. So I figure, well, you put the milk first and then the cereal gently goes into the milk and you don't have a mess. But Jerry lives on messes in his life. So I'll, I can, take, I'll let him have you know that. What? 
I I have I have the free pouring. I have messed free point pouring of my milk. So <laughs> maybe you need to slow down the milk a little bit as you pour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll think about that next time. <laughs> now, now I'm really inspired. <laughs> oh, whatever, Jerry. <laughs> But Bethany, I just, uh, we want to remind our, our listeners that uh, we can find you and your messages on bethanyhamilton.com. You also have an unstoppable book. Is that correct? Yeah, we did like kind of an inspirational kind of coffee um, table book. And it has like kind of just inspiring quotes and whatnot. And we also, um, at the same time of making our film, my husband wrote a children's book and it's called Unstoppable Me. It's super cute. Like I read read it to my two-year-old all the time. So it has like a really sweet message and just adorable photos. So yeah, if anyone's looking for fun, inspirational books, whether it's for your baby or um, yourself or your teenager in your life, um, check it out. It's probably on Amazon. <laughs> awesome. And also your unstoppable documentary can be available in the USA and other countries on home entertainment platforms. And um, are y'all going to take this uh, internationally? Have y'all tried that yet? Yeah, actually, we're really excited to be releasing um, in Australia, New Zealand and Europe. And it's already playing in some international countries. So I think I have a place on my website that kind of tells you um, who can view it. So yeah, I'm super stoked to just continue sharing it and um, inspiring our next generation. That's awesome. Bethany, thank you for your time. I am so, I'm just, uh, I applaud you for everything you've done in your life and to be a testimony to others. And I appreciate your time. And Jerry is a big fan of yours. And I'm so glad that he had invited you because now I'm, a, I'm one of your biggest fans and it's such Aww. a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. It's great to talk to you. All right. Aloha. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, excuse me, followers, we are not done yet. Next is the exclusive tales from the interview queen herself, Miss Alicia Atute. Take it away, Alicia. Hey everybody, it's Alicia too, and I am so very excited to welcome you all back to Tales from the Interview Queen. Today's tale is about someone you're all extremely familiar with, the one and the only. Vicky Guerrero. The first time I met Vicky was at WrestleCon for about two seconds. I saw her signing a few rows across for me and I just had to say hello. The next time our paths crossed was at a convention in Florida. I went over to her table and said hello again and she recognized me since we follow each other on Twitter. She said some of the sweetest things about me and I just near about left and broke down in the most wonderful of ways. I know the juxtaposition there sounds a little weird but let me explain. What I've yet to tell Vicky in detail is how she was one of my absolute favorites to watch on my screen growing up. She was so powerful and funny and cheeky. She had this unique way of carrying herself. And I can't forget to mention, she was loud. Oh, so loud. <laughs> I would run around my house as a kid yelling, excuse me, totally annoying my parents, but making them laugh at the same time. I guess the reason I'm sharing the tale of meeting Vicky is because now I'm a weekly guest on her podcast, this podcast, and that's absolutely crazy for me. I'm so thankful for the opportunity and the fact that the interview queen is now working with the excuse me queen. Life is pretty nuts. 
There you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another tale from the Interview Queen. I'm Alicia Toot, and be sure to follow me online at Alicia Toot, and check out my interviews and YouTube channel for thousands of great tales, interviews, and vlogs. Until next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excuse me Vicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me! Step up to the new standard at Ram Truck Month. And you'll see why a Ram is more than you ever thought a truck could be. Well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2020 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 with a Hemi V8 engine for $349 a month for 42 months with $3,161 due at signing. Tax title license extra. Call 1-877-RAM-5722 for lease details. Requires dealer contribution to lease contribution at least through Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over 35000 Residency restrictions apply. Take your delivery by 331 2020 no matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway.